Hello and welcome back, folks. The Mavs got a big W against the Pelicans. And um, (laughs) if you've been listening to me, you know I'm slow to jump on the train uh, of hype. But um, they're they're starting to kind of make me come around. I'm going to admit it. They're they're slowly kind of winning me over. Um, You know, I I do want to see it against real playoff teams still. Uh, but we needed to use this stretch against some of these weaker teams to get healthy and, you know, get into our rhythm, figure out who we are and what we need to do to win games. And it feels like we have done that uh, here. We do have a tough stretch con- coming up soon. Um, but, you know, based on what what we've been facing, who we've been facing, we've done enough and we've we've improved in some areas. So, you know, I, I, I can't complain about that. Um, so I'm going to stop rambling, get into the, uh, the details here of tonight's game, what I liked, what I didn't. Then we'll go through the stats. And I do want implore you to stick around for the uh, parting thoughts because I, I, I do have a, a big one I need to hit on. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And we'll get straight into what I liked and didn't like. If you're a person that's interested in pop culture collectibles, Mondo has you covered. Mondo works with major artists and studios to forge beautifully designed, licensed products that navigate pop culture. It started with posters, then soundtrack LPs, and has blossomed into the ever-expanding hydra of art-forward entertainment collectibles. That's games, puzzles, apparel, and toys. If you're interested in purchasing or just browsing some Mondo merchandise, hit me up on Twitter or wherever, and I can get you a special link to check out their website. Also, Mondo is kind of paired with Alamo Draft House. And if you're not aware of Alamo Draft House, Alamo Draft House is dinner, drinks, movies and events all under one roof. Their attention to detail in film presentation and programming has made them a second home to movie fans all over the planet and earned accolades from the likes of Entertainment Weekly, who said that they were the number 1 theater in America, Wired.com, who called them the coolest movie theater in the world, and Fandango.com, who called them one of the best theaters in the country. If you're interested in purchasing Alamo Drafthouse movie tickets or gift cards, again, hit me up. I can get you a link. Uh, And if you purchase through that link, it does me a solid. Um, Alamo Drafthouse, again, is one of my favorite theaters out there they are based out of austin and have a ton of theaters across the state in texas um also have locations in other places so if you're curious if they have a location near you again hit me up i can get you a link and we can figure that out and with that said let's get back to the game Hello and welcome back yet again to the Bibbs Corner Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike Bibbins on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. And, 
you know, I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to get it straight into what I did like about tonight's game. Uh, first of all, I don't typically want most of KP's shots to be threes like they were tonight. Uh, but I can't think of one he took tonight that I thought was forced or rushed. Uh, all of them seem to come pretty much within rhythm or were wide open. So again, I can't complain about that personally. Secondly, what I liked, Luka was aggressive all night, for the most part. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, 30 shot attempts for Luka. And that's, of course, you know, shot attempts does not include the times you were fouled. So 30 shot attempts where he was not fouled, that's that's an aggressive Luka Doncic. Um, he saw Zion wasn't missing on the other side, perhaps, and decided to, you know, match him shot for shot or more, basically. Um, I don't want it to take one of these type of matchups for Luka to, you know, put the team on his back. But if that's what it takes, then, then whatever. As long as he does it, that's that's what matters. We need that aggressive Luka full time. Uh, third thing I liked, Brunson with a very strong all-around game off the bench. And, of course, we'll get into the details of that later. But one of the three things I liked tonight what I did not like. I mentioned Luca was aggressive all night, but when we hit that about three and a half or so minute mark, we did we started to do it again, where we let off the gas and start to try to slow it down and dial it back. And Luca throwing loopy passes, not trying to get into the lane, etc. If they hadn't done that goofy little trap near the end, where they just gave, I think it was Finney Smith, a wide-open dunk. They had played that a little bit more straight up. I would have been interested to see if Luka put the ball on the floor, got inside again, because he had not done that the prior two possessions, and neither one led to points, which the Pelicans then capitalized on on the other end. And that's pretty much how we had been blowing those leads at the end of games lately, is we have a, a solid lead, going into those last two, uh, three to four minutes and stop playing for whatever reason. Um, it happened against the Hawks. It happened against the Timberwolves. And I, I de definitely was not trying to see that happen again. So, <sighs> again, they, they started to show it. The the Pelicans, I, wanna, I halfway want to say they kind of bailed us out and let us off the hook there. But... That that's I have to mention it. That's one of the things I didn't like. It didn't cost us tonight, but it's a bad tendency. Uh, the other thing I did not like was the the defense was almost non-existent tonight. Uh, our thin front line couldn't stop a middle school team from getting to the rim right now. But it is what it is. We just don't have the personnel to defend the interior, which means we have to make sure that we have enough threes to cancel out all the twos that we're giving up. Uh, most teams aren't equipped to take advantage of that anyway, so it may be okay for us uh, as far as surviving the season. I just worry about what happens when we get into a playoff-type game where things get tighter. Um, you know, We'll worry about that as we go along, but again, just, just a reminder to me of what our biggest weaknesses are and... Um, it it keeps me somewhat sobered and and grounded on what this team is, um, and that's why you don't you can't you're not gonna see me get too high most likely, 
until, until something changes with regard to that. And um, so that's it for what I liked and didn't like. Let's get into these stats. Uh, first of all, Luca played 40 minutes tonight. <laughs> 40 minutes for Luca. Uh, career high, 46 points in those 40 minutes. Um, eight boards, 12 assists, a steal and a block. He was 17 for 30 from the field and 5 for 8 from 3, 7 for 9 from the free throw line. He had one of our offensive rebounds and just three turnovers. So just, I mean, straight all across the board, a great game from Luka. Um, one of the best players in the league, can't deny it. And we are fortunate to have him. I do try to do my best not to take him for granted too much. Uh, Maxi, 37 minutes. Six point six boards, two assists, and a steal. Two for six from the field. Two for five from three. And I say it every single episode, but my goals for Maxi and DFS is to go two for five from three. If they do that, then they did their job for the most part. Uh, the other job that Maxi had though was guarding Zion, which uh, <laughs> had a very rough night. Um, it. it was evident to me that Zion remembered that matchup with Maxi last year where Maxi had five blocks on him and was determined not to have that happen again, which, I mean, that's a very good sign that Zion adjusted and has grown and came into this game ready. Um, but also evident that Maxi is still not quite himself yet since returning from COVID, which is tough. It's tough to watch. It's tough to see and not really know like there's no set timeline on what we should expect as far as Maxie's recovery from COVID you know is this could this potentially be a permanent step back as far as him not having quite the athleticism burst or wind <clears throat> to do the things that he used to be able to do for us um you have to hope that it's still him just getting himself conditioned and that it it will come over the course of the season uh, third in minutes was DFS, uh, 35, uh, 14 points and five boards for him with one steal, five for six from the field, and he actually went four for five from three, so more than he needed to do. Uh, had one of our offensive rebounds as well. Jay Rich, or Mads Fan Zero, uh, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, 11 points, two boards, six assists, love the six assists. Uh, three for six from the field, one of three from three, and four for four from the free throw line. Love that he's getting to the free throw line as well. And then finally, KP and uh, Jay Rich and KP both played about 32 minutes, slightly over. KP in his 32 minutes had 36 points, seven boards, one assist, and a block. 13 for 21 from the field, 8 of 13 from 3, and uh, 2 of 4 from the free throw line. He did have three offensive rebounds as well. Um, you know, like I said, I don't like most of his shots being threes, but if he's going to hoist up shots, he has to be hitting them, and tonight he was. So, again, can't complain too much when it works. Um, Got to take advantage of the matchups, and uh, that's what KP did tonight. Off the bench, Jalen Brunson played 22 minutes. I mentioned his uh, good all-around line. He had 13 points, 6 boards, and 7 assists. 
Four for five from the field, two for two from three, and three of four from the free throw line. Again, just a very solid all-around game from Brunson. It feels like he's really settled down and uh, has accepted his role and does the most that he can in his minutes. So um, good to see that from him. THJ, 21 minutes, eight points, three of eight from the field, two for six from three. Uh, we didn't need him to step up tonight. Uh, he was the the colder Tim Hardaway Jr. Just, just again, eight points on three made shots um, out of his eight attempts. Didn't didn't have a real, real hot streak, I would say. But, again, one of those nights where we didn't need him. It didn't backfire against us, so it is what it is. Uh, I will note that he was the only player with a negative plus minus for the people that track those type of things and uh, a couple other guys did play so Willie Colley Stein played 13 minutes he had six points three boards and two assists three or four from the field he did attempt a three and miss it Trey Burke played five and a half minutes had three points and a steal it was one of two from three and then Dwight Powell got in for a minute and 11 seconds uh, not sure why that occurred but it is what it is Tonight's player of the game, I had uh, a little bit of hesitation on who I wanted to give it to, but like I said, I'm only giving it to Luka even if he goes above and beyond his normal performance. And I would say getting a career high in points is above and beyond your normal performance. So Luka is the player of the game. Uh, he did a great job with the career high and putting his foot on their necks almost for most of the game. Speaking of which, my tweet of the night then has to go to my man Frankie Baeza, uh, or Frankie B underscore 89, uh, tweeted me, uh, Luca's aggressiveness has been the story of the night. He looks like the killer you spoke of, and he added me. I said I'm open to the dialogue. So uh, if you recall from the prior episode, I asked if Luca had that killer in him, that killer instinct that... Yes, I'm up, but I'm not letting up mentality. Um, I think the conversations I was able to then have on the timeline, we kind of worked it out that Luca's kind of a showman. And I'm not going to pretend I'm anywhere near Luca's level personally, but I kind of, in my personal endeavors with sport and other things like that, if I'm getting up big early, I'll start to like play around and, you know, dive on the floor and be dramatic. And then if the game is tight late, then I'll, you know, tighten up. I like the the clutch performances. I like putting on a show. And that's what I feel like Luca does in these situations where once he, the lead is comfortable, he starts putting on a show. And putting on a show is a good way to lose leads. Um, I use the, the GIF for um, Oberyn, Prince Oberyn. Uh, in Game of Thrones, where if you're not a Game of Thrones watcher, you're not going to get that reference. But he had the fight against the mountain and was winning. He was doing his thing. It was like, yo, he's got him. But then he starts showboating and dancing and asking for the mountain to confess to different things. It's like, dude, just put him down. And before he knew it, there, there was no more Prince Oberyn. And I don't care if I spooled that for you. <laughs> you just should have watched it by now. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's the the analogy. Um, and it's fine to be a showman. You just got to be a showman killer too. Um, there will be more opportunities to to feel that out. Again, like I said, I started to see it a little bit at about the three and a half minute mark tonight. I uh, didn't end up showing up too much because uh, we got the easy bucket and kind of pushed it back out. But uh, again, something I'm going to be watching pretty much the rest of the year at least to to see when we get that big lead, when Luca starts playing around. And I'll point it out during games going forward. But yeah, tonight he was aggressive most of the night. I think he lives for those big marquee matchups. So um, again, I don't want it to take that, but if that's what it takes, as long as he does show up in those moments, it's hard to complain. So moving on from there, um, I think we'll take another quick break and then I'll come back in with the NBA news and my parting thought for tonight. friends with so many people cutting the cord you may be looking for your next streaming option and i have a couple for you first is vidgo vidgo is a live tv streaming service that includes live entertainment lifestyle news and sports channels for about 40 dollars a month right now doing a special for 10 dollars a month for the first two months the service has locals from abc and fox as well as entertainment channels like Disney, Discovery, sports channels like ESPN and Fox Sports, as well as NFL Network and NFL Red Zone. If you're interested in checking out VidGo, of course, hit me up for the link. I can definitely get that to you and you can get set up today. If you want to browse the channels, you can do that right there on the site. Uh, additionally, Philo is another streaming service it's actually one that i use Uh, they offer 60 plus top rated television channels including mtv bet amc discovery food network own lifetime tv one uh, all for just 20 dollars a month Uh, philo offers premium add-on channels including epics and stars they have live tv unlimited dvr on demand and content from top programmers are available on web browsers. They have functionality with Roku, Fire TV, etc., uh, all except the uh, first-generation Chromecast devices. They also offer a seven-day free trial for new users. So again, if you want to check them out, hit me up for the link. That's Vidgo and Philo. And Philo, I use to kind of supplement because. Uh, uh, my mom cut the cord as well, so she uses some of the Lifetime, Own Network, ID channel, stuff like that. And that's not on YouTube TV, which I also have. So, um, yeah, just to, to check out the, the, the TV lineups, at least hit me up again. I can get you the link. And with that said, let's move on to our parting thoughts. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, Let's get into this NBA news. I'm going to try to run it down pretty quickly. Uh, First story, Ray Spalding, hooping in the G League bubble, just signed a two-way deal with the Rockets and uh, has already actually been called up and will be joining the team uh, tomorrow. Actually, 
uh, as soon as tomorrow or if you're listening to this on Saturday, joining the team today. So happy for Ray. Former Mav uh, has come a long way. Uh, Mitchell Robert Mitchell Robinson broke his hand tonight. Uh, tough blow for the Knicks. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Means Nerlens Noel has to step into that starting lineup. And uh, we'll see how that affects the Knicks rotation and their success so far. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are shopping their veterans. Uh, have to definitely include Blake Griffin. Uh, I don't know how they're going to get off of his contract. Uh, and then Wayne Ellington, I would assume, has to be in that mix. And he's one of the guys I've kind of been looking at as a potential deep bench shooter type to have on the end of our bench. Uh, we'll see what happens there. The Charlotte Hornets lost the Martin Twins and P.J. Washington to, to COVID protocols this week. Uh, first, it was the Martin Twins. Washington came a little later. It looks like that may be the end of it, but we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that as we know how this, this virus works and we've seen it take down deep teams already this year. Uh, the Ignite G League team with the prospects is now 2-0. and uh, Jonathan Kuminga had a huge game today, 24.6 boards, 4 assists. Uh, Jalen Green got going, 21 points and 5 boards, and then Isaiah tied off the bench with 12 and 7. So, uh, the team is looking good. Uh, I'm glad those kids are balling. Glad to see Jalen kind of relax in his second game, and definitely got to keep an eye on them. Um, these these kids are hooping, and I think they're they're proving that this system works, um, and that's the most important thing here. So I think it's going to the way they're playing. If it keeps up the way it is, if they make the playoffs. They get to have like those those tough games in the in the the bubble playoffs. Uh, those prospects coming out next year are going to look at that and say, I can make 500, 300, whatever thousand dollars, play competitive basketball against pros, prove my worth and maybe improve my draft stock. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take that over this college thing every day. So uh, they also get, you know, financial literacy. They can take college courses, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's a win, 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 in my opinion. Um so I'm excited about that. Uh, Victor Oladipo was injured, which you hate to see as he's a potential Mavs target. Uh, they're saying it's a foot ankle. I saw people worried that it was the knee again. We know all that stuff is kind of connected when you have those types of injuries. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I saw a few people on the timeline say they were done with the Oladipo potential pursuit after that. But um, uh, something to keep an eye on. Story seven is Frank Mason, who we mentioned previously uh, was signed um, by the Magic. He ended up being the starter <laughs> yesterday for about four minutes before he pulled his groin. And now he is injured. Uh, the, the Magic are going through it. They um, I think Ennis got hurt tonight, too. So uh, in a minute, I mean, I made the joke that Mo Bamba's going to be starting at point. Uh, it's it's getting increasingly likely <laughs> at this point, unfortunately for them. Um, Durant will be facing the Golden State Warriors on Saturday for the first time since his departure. Uh, should be interesting to see. Uh, both teams are kind of not looking amazing these days, but... Um, I'm sure it'll be an interesting game. Likely even more interesting because of that. 
the Nuggets came out and said that they're not looking to make any major trades. They're looking to, to build on their roster or grow within or something like that, which means there's probably a trade on that's brewing. They didn't get the offer that they wanted, so they're telling the public that, eh, we're probably not going to make a trade to probably try to push that trade partner to, to add whatever extra piece they're looking to get to push it over the top. Uh, so I'm looking out for that. Uh, and then finally, Trey Young was fined, I believe, $20,000 for his outburst after the Mavs game when he tried to sell a foul instead of hooping um, and then tried to save face by cussing out the ref. Uh, just an embarrassing split. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, You know, Trey got to tighten up. Uh, um, pulled, a, pulled a half Luca there. Oh, no, he's probably worse than Luca on the baiting. Um, and Luca, by the way, let me give Luca credit real quick while after I made the joke there. Uh, he has been doing less of that lately, so I appreciate it. And so with that, let's move into our parting thoughts. And. Uh, had to do some reflection on this one. It is exhausting watching Mavs games and having to sift through 1,000 people taking victory laps. Lately, it's been the KP victory laps of, oh, you wanted to trade them, and oh, People don't think he's the second star and blah, 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 blah. The Jalen Brunson victory laps. Oh, y'all wanted to trade him. Oh, I thought Brunson was trash, blah, blah, blah. That shit is annoying. I'm, I'm keeping it one stack. And, um, you know, I can admit that I've been guilty of this bullshit as well. And I will not be doing that anymore because it looks goofy as fuck and it's annoying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the victory lap game as of today. If you see me doing it on your timeline, please call me out because uh, I don't I don't want to be out here looking goofy. That's that's not what I aim to do. Um, I like to make jokes, so I might exaggerate things, but there's a thin line between a joke and looking goofy. <laughs> There's a thin line between laughing with and being laughed at. And I don't want to be the latter. So, um, yeah, the victory laughs, I, I'm, I, I can't, I, I'm annoyed by them. Uh, I'm doing my best not to call out individuals. Because I don't want to be in that game either. But uh, just relax. Um, as far as the KP thing, there's a very small minority of people that actually don't think KP is good a good basketball player. I know for me personally, anything that I say about KP is that I think he's part like a part time guy. He hasn't proven to me yet that he can be there full time. Coming into last season, I said I wanted to see him get through a full season without an injury, and he did not do that. Um, and then when we got into this season, it took him months to ramp into, or I guess a month, I should, <laughs> I should say, to ramp into the player he's supposed to be, and that is annoying as hell. And if we're going to have to do that every year, then we need another guy at or close to his level or above. That's all I've said. 
on that topic. And I would be willing to move him for a guy that I know for sure isn't going to take a month every year to become the player that he's supposed to be. And I that hasn't changed for me. And it won't change until we get through a season, two seasons, and I don't have to see KP laid up. I don't have to see KP take a month to figure out how to play basketball again. I stand firm on that. You're not going to victory lap me on some KP stuff. When it comes to Brunson, once again, I know there are some people that don't think Brunson is good at basketball. There are He has his flaws, but I've been, since even before the, the Mavs drafted Brunson, I had him as a late lottery pick on my board for a reason. I, I said that he was a Kyle Lowry starter pack for a reason. I think he will be a starter in this league at some point. But my thing had always been, I don't know if he and Luka can be long-term I think I, I'll say this. Luca caps what he can be on the Mavericks. Luca holds him back from being what he could probably be. Now, that happened with Lowry where he ended up in a situation in Houston where he was capped. He couldn't get to where he wanted to be in this league. And they ended up having to trade him so he could have, be that guy up in Toronto. And I think that that's where Brunson will eventually get. I don't know when he might, we might be able to get him another contract, like for one more contract before he gets to his prime and really needs that, that push out. But, um, I do like him and Luca right now together. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens this off season, because depending on what moves we're, I mean, there's limited options out there, but depending on what moves we make, there might be a place for him to move into the starting lineup beside Luka, depending on how the rest of this year goes and the offseason goes. And then depending on how that looks, maybe he does end up being a long-term piece to pair with Luka. Um, but again, like I said, I, I've always thought that he would be a starter in this league, and the only reason I mention him as a trade piece is because he is an asset. We don't have assets. And if all the people want to talk about Levines and Beals and stuff like that, you have to have a guy that is really good to give the other team if you're going to get a guy like that. Nobody's going to say that Brunson is better than either of those guys or Vucevic or whoever. So if we're going to get one of those guys, he's likely going to have to be in that deal. If you realize he's a good player, that's what it's going to take to get those guys. And again, that is all I see most people saying when it comes to Brunson. When we say trade him, that's what it's about. <laughs> um, so just dial it back a little bit, please, on the whole victory lap situation. Um, the Luka stuff, that's fine. Um, the entire media and Mavs, or not Mavs, NBA Twitter going in on Luka. If you want to pop off at them and take victory laps, I'm, I'm in on that. Go for it. Because that was dumb. <laughs> those takes are trash um but the kp and brunson ones look very goofy because i don't it's not it's not a new you're not having a nuanced conversation by saying hey look kp had a good game now and anybody that said anything negative or questioned him is wrong no 
the point wasn't him being able to do that. The question is, are we sure he's going to be doing that at the end of the year? Um, so, so with that... Looks like we uh we do play the Blazers on Sunday. And the Blazers are beat up. They're still missing Nurk. They're still missing McCollum, who was playing like an all-star at the time this season. But the Blazers have continued to maintain a top four, five seed in the West pace. And they they blew out the Cavaliers tonight. And say what you want about the Cavaliers, they beat the Nets twice. Um so they they have the ability to beat teams. Um, the Blazers have played and beaten good teams during this stretch, and it hasn't taken Dame scoring 50 a night. They, the depth that I thought they had coming into this season, which made me, should I say this out loud? It made me predict them as a, a real threat to win the title. Keeping it a full stack. It's that depth and versatility of their roster. And they're making me look good by being able to maintain this pace without two starters. They've missed Derrick Jones Jr. for a while, who's a starter. They've missed Covington for a while, who's a starter. They even missed Dame for a game um, during this stretch. And they've, again, maintained that top four or five seed in the West paced this entire time without any excuses. Um so, with all that established, I'm looking at them as a team that's ahead of us, because they are, literally and technically, they should be ahead of us. Um, I actually had us and them in the 4-5 matchup in the playoffs, which is still a, a strong possibility. So, I'm looking at this next game as a huge test for us to see if we really are back. These past few games have been games, in my opinion, that we were supposed to win. So this Blazers game is more of a test. Like, a, this is the barometer. This is the team that should be on our level right now, <laughs> I would hope, without two starters. Um, so how we play against this Blazers team is going to tell me a lot about where this team is, where our weaknesses are, where our strengths are, and what I should be expecting from this team moving forward because we are pretty much at full strength besides Maxi being a step back due to his tough bout with COVID. Um, we're dealing against a beat-up team who is still managing to play well, still have a top player. Uh, we know Dame was upset about being behind Luka in the All-Star voting, so we know he's likely going to come out looking to, to make some noise. It's going to be uh, a tough task on Richardson and DFS most likely to contain him. And then we can't lose Gary Trent. We can't lose Melo. We can't lose Cantor. Cantor is going to be, I think, the X factor for them. Uh, depending on what Cantor is able to do, if he's able to beat up and or get KP in foul trouble, that's going to be problematic for us. Um, and then we know what he does on the offensive glass. So he's another guy that's a threat to do 20-20 on us. But if, um, if KP comes out firing again, Man, it's going to be a good game. I'm going to shut up. I'm talking about it too much. I'm getting carried away. I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm excited. Uh, let me shut this thing off and get up out of here. I'll catch y'all Sunday night. We'll not do a Blazers recap. We're going to do the uh, the Mavs Outsiders. So we'll probably just throw that in there. 
So until next time, people, peace. Thank you.